0: When 5G comes in, constraint goes away. And then that becomes possibilities. You know, you talked about meta. That needs a network bandwidth to be able to create that 3D experience for you. And so what cloud computing did in the compute and the storage space, which made it unlimited, I think that's what 5G is going to do in the connectivity space. And the IoT devices, all of a sudden, which are built around, you know, constraints of network and compute, I think those constraints are going to go away, and that changes the game.
1: Welcome to The Restless Ones. I'm Jonathan Strickland. As you may know, I've spent the last 15 years covering technology and learning how it works, demystifying everything from massive parallel processing to advanced robotics, and everything in between. Yet, It's the conversations with some of the most forward-thinking leaders, those at the intersection of technology and business, that fascinate me the most. I think it's safe to say that while all industries have experienced disruption in the era of digitization, retail is a special case. Our relationship with retail has changed dramatically in just a couple of decades, The internet and World Wide Web opened up new, exciting, and uncertain opportunities early on. The mobile revolution turned everything we thought we knew about online commerce on its ear. And today, retail establishments have to embrace and pioneer digital strategies in order to meet customer expectations, as well as forge back end systems that support the business. Manny Suri, as CIO Ulta Beauty, focuses on those types of challenges. As an engineer, he is eager to create systems that enable Ulta Beauty to deliver upon the promise the company makes to customers and that integrate with all other operations to add value to the overall business. That's a tall order, but Manny likes solving problems. I was excited to sit down with Manny and talk about some of the projects he's focused on since he joined Ulta Beauty in March of 2022. But first, I wanted to learn about how he developed a love of technology that propelled him into his career. Manny, I want to welcome you to The Restless Ones. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Glad to be here and I look forward to our conversation.
1: Before I jump into all things technology and retail, I want to first get to know you a little bit better. When did you first get Interested in technology. And at what point did you decide that you wanted your career to be in that sort of technological field?
0: Yeah. When I was growing up, Jonathan, I didn't know there was something called technology. I thought everything was engineering. And my uncle, who was my idol, he was a brilliant engineer. So I thought when I grow up, I'll be like him. I realized at a young age that One of my skills was a problem solver. I never took anything as it can be solved. There is always a way around it and you do whatever to do it. So I thought I could be a mechanical engineer and continue to embrace that as an interest and as an advantage. Later in the year, in my engineering college days, I realized, hey, technology proved to be a great means to solve it, actually. There was so much going on, and appreciated the possibilities technologies allow, but also finite nature of it. There is logic embedded in every technological resource, and that can be applied to more obscure problems to solve for. My curiosity and love for challenge drove me to this.
1: That's great. I love speaking with engineers because of their tendency to view challenges and to start to think of solutions to meet those challenges, and that they almost see the world as a series of puzzles, and I find it fascinating.
0: Yeah, and I would say that the best engineer I knew in my life was my grandpa, actually. He didn't go to school, but I thought he could fix and do anything. So it's essentially, you know, orchestration of our intentions with things we thought were material and now they are not and they are intelligent and they sense us and follow the instructions. So I think that just opens up amazing possibilities.
1: And you must have seen so many different transformative technologies over the course of your career, right? What were some of those key points, not just the ones that we're at now, but maybe things that you noticed along the way that you thought, this is changing everything?
0: Yeah, we talk about artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, electrification. I think what changed the world was abundance. When I was growing up, there was limited compute capacity and storage capacity. And you have a computer in front of you, which has got so much compute power, finite So much storage. My first computer was a 386 processor, if anybody remembers. And I had a whopping, I think, 48 kilobytes of memory or something. So you lived in those means. And when you talk about some of these algorithms, it was finite. Cloud came in and they said, listen, guess what? I'm going to give you unlimited, and that's what I say, abundance of compute and storage when you need it. And when you don't need it, you can scale it down. And that changed everything. We were doing artificial intelligence and machine learning in the 70s and the 60s, but we didn't have compute power. And all of a sudden it became commodity. And what cloud allows you to do is, I would say it's a community of servers and compute. So when you're not using it, I can go use it. And I have just infinite of horsepower to run that. And I think that's made a lot of us think differently. Even if you look at retail space, you create your capacity in servers and in the back based on your peak times, just like parking lots. Parking lots are not built around average time. They are empty all night, right? When the mall is closed or the strip mall is closed, but they're built around the peak times. And that's how the retail is, right? And I think that's what cloud brought to retail, which was, hey, you don't have to buy the peak time parking lot. But when your customers are shopping with you in the e-commerce and when your traffic comes in, I have this cloud which lets you expand. So all of a sudden, that constraint went away. And once that constraint goes away, you express yourself in any form or fashion. And that's what has started happening. All of a sudden, startups had a click of a button to say, I can scale when my customer shows up. And that started changing the game. You get the same infrastructure, you get same kind of velocity, speed, tools to do that. And I think the cloud is abundance, unlimited. And I think we are seeing that in the connectivity too. I don't know anybody I know who's not on an unlimited data plan in. And I think we assume wherever we go that I'll have unlimited connectivity and compute and storage power. And that's changing the game. It's changing in retail. It's changing in every single industry. I grew up as a software engineer, Jonathan, and, you know, last couple of roles I had were focused on retail. It's the most exciting, I think, domain. We as consumers, whenever the new iPhone or a new technology is released, we are in the line next morning to say, "Hey, I want it." That's what keeps retail so exciting—to be able to fulfill it. And in a matter of seconds, you will see thousands of people actually appreciate what you build and deployed.
1: Yeah, I think retail is probably the greatest example of an industry that forms a relationship with its customer. It's not the same sort of thing you see in other industries where there's usually another degree of separation between the end customer and the company. This is one where it's immediate and that relationship is of utmost importance. Very curious, you began at Ulta Beauty in March of 2022. Can you describe what your time there has been so far?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So first, I'll just say that consumer journeys are no longer linear. Retail ecosystem are now seamless for guests as they shift from brick and mortar to digital. So tech must also be fluid to serve as foundation for the entire ecosystem. That's what attracted me here. At Alta Beauty, our stores will always be dynamic destinations where we create human connections, discover, play, care for and express yourself. And, you know, tech plays a role in that with our app guiding, trial in the aisles, our systems connecting, offering personalized option, and our POS system ensuring a smooth checkout and supply chain is ready to deliver. It all comes together. So it's all about human connection and technology can play a role on how you connect with it.
1: I also think... That one of the challenges when it comes to incorporating tech into a retail experience, especially since, to your point, you know, that's a very personal experience between retailer and customer, is making sure that the tech doesn't get in the way of the experience, that it enhances, but it doesn't become a wall between the retailer and the customer. I imagine that has to be uh, a big part of the challenge as well.
0: I would say this is retail domain is a tough domain for technology. I mean, the margins are thin in detail and you want to pass that value to your customer. And then, you know, there is so much buzz around a lot of different technologies. So in all that cloud of clutter, how do you pick something which works for your customer in a meaningful way, like you said, you know, removing that frictional point for the customer on how they want to interact. You can't do everything. So it becomes really important for me and my team to make sure that we invest in something which is directly related to customer, not because it's a cool technology. It needs to work for our customers right away. Everything needs to start from there, not from technology. It needs to start from the customer experience and the problem you're trying to solve for your customers, whether it's a product, whether it's a service.
1: Making that even more challenging, I think, is the fact that this is kind of armchair psychology on my part, but you can see some generational differences on how people like to interact with things like retail. For example, in my experience, the younger generations, they like having that level of abstraction, the app that helps them interact as opposed to having more face-to-face conversations with people. And so it's great to have that as an avenue for those customers. And then older customers might prefer that hands-on experience of interacting with a person face-to-face. I think that's where technology also has an enormous opportunity in the retail space is to help create a great experience no matter what your preferences are when it comes to your retail experience?
0: Yeah, it's all about opening what we call omni-channel, how customer wants to interact with you. There are customers who want to walk in the store and they don't want to talk to anybody. They just want everything on their phone. And then there are customers, like you said, who want to come in and they want to get that consultative sort of thing. So we have that spectrum in our stores, right? We want to continue to invest in all channels. It's not one or the other. It's how we create options for our customers. Manny, I have I have kind of a
1: simple question for you. Let's say that you're at a casual setting and someone asks, what do you do for a living? How do you describe your job to someone who's
0: not you know, a CTO or CIO or a C-suite executive? So mom-in-law was here and she said, so what do you do now? <laughs> okay. For her, I always say, hey, when you go in an Alta Beauty store, when you check out and you get your loyalty points on your app, that's what we do. Okay. That's a simple answer for consumer facing because that's how they see us. But I will tell you this, Jonathan, that more than 50% of my effort is not on that. It's on the back end systems, it's the financial systems, it's the HR systems, it's the network. It's the hardware, it's the cloud computing, it's a taxation system, it's a merchandising system. That's all in the back, but it's hard for a consumer on the street to explain. But, you know, it sums up for them as their interaction point. So when they see Alta, their interface is either through an app or walking in the store and being able to check out, get their coupons and get their rewards and things like that. So, That's how I explain it. That's the tip of the iceberg. We are a 40,000 plus associate company and we equally put the same effort bigger into making sure the tools our associates have from tech perspective is what our customers have so that they can help and support the customers.
2: Conventional thinking says you have to pay more to get more. I want the world. But T-Mobile for Business uses unconventional thinking to deliver premium benefits for better ROI. From customized 5G solutions to 360 support, we help you reach your business goals right now. I want it now. Innovating to improve business today and tomorrow. That's unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com.
1: Can you maybe tell us about something specific that you've worked on since you started over at Ulta Beauty, one of these projects that are on in the background that are invisible, perhaps, to a consumer walking into
0: a store? One of the biggest capital projects we have internally right now is changing our ERP systems. So we are actually rewiring our entire financials, entire merchandising system right now, it's a three year journey. We are on year one. And actually, in the next 15 days, we are going to start rolling out our first release, which will change our whole cool financial systems. These things are all connected. You know, when you make a purchase in our store, what happens with that transaction? That transaction, yeah, it takes your payment, but that payment has to book as a revenue, as profit. So it flows right into our financial system. And it also flows into our inventory system, into our merchandising system. It also affects our loyalty points. We also touch our taxation. And then all these systems need to adjust for that one transaction you just did. And that needs to get posted and calculated right. And we want to make sure we have technologies where we can do that very, very quickly. As we enhance new way of shopping, whether you're buying directly through our website or in our store, how can you post that quickly and not have a friction point internally to be able to do that? We talk about BOPUS, buy online, pick up in store, and you would think it's a simple transaction. It's got major operation components to it. When you hit that button, there is a whole orchestration which happens in the systems along with people. That Order is communicated to the store associate. So they go pick up your order. But then also, you know, the loyalty points get triggered. So there is a big orchestration going on over there. And I think the backend systems are as important as the front end systems to remove that friction point. So we are on a journey. We call it SOAR, S-O-A-R here and we've talked about it. It's massive transformation, which is actually going to change and the foundation on how we do internally work and which is going to manifest itself in faster capabilities on the front end, which is the apps and the POS in our store system. Because now we can build some of those capabilities way faster and way quicker because the backend system is ready to sort of take on some of those new transaction style, if you would.
1: It's interesting to me because you're saying that, you know, that sets up for potential future implementations of technology that are going to transform retail. And we're starting to see hints of that now. And I see emerging concepts, things like the metaverse. We already know that Ulta Beauty uses augmented reality style applications for the use of digital filters that essentially allow you to see what different kinds of cosmetic products look like on a person. So are these the transformational experiences you're talking about? Do you have any hints about what we could see in the future?
0: Yeah. So we used to have retail, Jonathan, which was purely retail. Those lines are blurring. Amazons of the world, Googles of the world, Apples of the world. These are huge tech giants. They have amazing r&d budgets and they invest a lot in that and they somehow are our competition too right in terms of technology because that can solve a lot of things so retail domain is not retail domain i think it's becoming more of tech domain as well amazon wanted to be a retailer online and now they are the tech company we at alta we think like that as well making sure that we have the latest and the greatest of technology to solve for our customers on how they remove some of these friction points and sometimes it could be technology which sits outside our ecosystem but if they are appreciating it we want to enable that capability within our ecosystem you talked about meta if there is a channel customers want us to be there we are going to be there so you know if customers want to shop on metaverse yeah we'll have a alta store for them over there and they can try out products and interact. I think it's a social platform and very, very exciting. I have a headset and I'll I'll tell you I'm in Africa on my weekends, just looking at all the things and it's just amazing.
1: Now, obviously we are still years out from a truly coherent, immersive metaverse. So it's not like (laughs) this is something we're going to see tomorrow, but it does get you thinking. And something else, another technology that we love to talk about on this show is obviously 5G connectivity. It's something that we're seeing transform various industries. I'm curious, how has increased connectivity in general and the rollout of 5G in particular affected retail?
0: Yeah, I'll go to the key word I said before, abundance. Mm. 5G is abundant. It's bringing this super fast speed and we don't have to put fiber. That changes the game for telecoms. They don't have to dig up roads and they don't need to have wires and anything, right? Now 5G, that kind of speed, I mean, we you're not talking about 20 megabits, you're talking about 2 gigabits per second, okay? On the fiber, we feel tall when we have a one gigabit coming into our home and we say, hey, I've got enough to watch my 4K and Netflix and 45 devices connected. But 5G is changing that, okay? It's bringing what cloud computing did in the computing space. I think 5G is gonna do that in the connectivity space. The generation of IoT we have right now works with limitation of your network. So your door camera bell is saying, hey, I can give you 4K, but I'm only going to give you 20 second snippets because I don't want to suck out all the bandwidth. But when 5G comes in, that constraint goes away. And then that becomes possibilities. You know, you talked about meta. That needs a network bandwidth to be able to create that 3D experience for you. So it needs to be able to download at a speed of very high network. And I think 5G is going to enable that. And it also gives you freedom without the wire of same capability. And so what cloud computing did in the compute and the storage space, which made it unlimited, I think that's what 5G is going to do in the connectivity space. And the IoT devices, all of a sudden, which are built around, you know, constraints of network and compute, I think those constraints are going to go away. And that changes the game.
1: I remember a few years ago thinking that it was amazing to walk into a retail establishment where they would have an interactive kiosk for example so that you could engage with the retailer using that kiosk and answer questions and things of that nature and that that was benefited because it had that hardwired connection to the back end systems and you were able to do it but in the world of 5G that requirement goes away, which means now you have the capability of doing that on the customer's own device. You have freed them up. You have untethered them to that one specific location within the storefront. And that's something that I think a lot of retailers are just starting to come to grips with.
0: Yeah. And it's the imagination, you know, how far you can do right now 5g is on our phone and our tablets but i think what it's really really going to enable is going to shower this planet earth with this unlimited abundance of connectivity so every device can go full throttle and get whatever it needs i think there is going to be a mind shift on how we write applications it's going to take us as human beings to realize hey listen the connectivity is not a constraint anymore And we can build things assuming that like your water in your house, right? You open a tap and you assume there is going to be water. You never are like, hey, it's going to run out. So I think connectivity 5G is going to enable that at a high speed. One thing I really like about 5G, which as a technician, you know, as a techie, I will say this is also the ping time. What I mean by ping time in in layman is when you open an app, it thinks for five, 10 seconds before it gives you that burst of high speed. 5G also solves for that. So the ping times are, I'm always ready, I'm always hot. I think the infrastructure is gonna be there before the apps come in. So in next couple of years, I think we are all gonna be not even talking about LTE, 5, 4G, we'll all be 5G and we'll assume that. And then then will come the revolution of the apps and other IoT devices, which is gonna say, hey, I can assume now, unlimited, and that's going to change the game.
1: And and to your point, Manny, a lot of Internet of Things devices currently, they're designed in such a way where they collect bits of data and they send that data on. And it's typically, it's a small group of packets. It's not like they are streaming enormous amounts of data. But with 5G, the fact that we have these opportunities to collect data points, to analyze them, and to incorporate that into business strategy, that, I think, is another enormous transformative change in retail in general. And without this tech foundation, it's that that ability to collect and analyze data is just not
0: possible. Yeah, no, you are absolutely right. And like I said, you know, I love this era on planet Earth. I'm glad I was born in this era and a lot of things are happening. And what's going to happen is As you enable this 5G connectivity, there's going to be a lot of transmission of these sensors. They're going to share their information. And then you start orchestrating and say, hey, listen, I'm going to make more meaningful sense out of all this data which is going on. I think technologies and tools which are happening in the data space is going to start making sense of some of this data which we're going to collect.
1: Yeah, I think part of that has been driven by necessity. Clearly, the pandemic shifted things, especially for retail, but shifted things across all industries and required lots of very quick, nimble approaches to the problem. And one area where I'm starting to see a lot of innovation in particular is managing supply chain. And to me, the emergence of technologies that can gather data about supply chain and send it in real time with a depth of information necessary for a business to act on that information and be able to adjust. That to me is sort of the goldmine right now for the technology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you look at companies which are doing great right now, they have amazing supply chain logistics as their foundation. We are really ramping up game. And I think this was pre-COVID that we were building our own distribution centers and we are investing heavily in modernizing our sort of play there. And we work closely with our partners and brands to make sure that there is a seamless flow of products to our stores as well as to their home when you order online or through our e-commerce platform.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Manny. I think what we got was sort of a wake-up call where people who worked in logistics and supply chain were well aware. But now it's an undeniable truth that all of these different parts of a business are incredibly important to the entire ecosystem and you can't just sort of pick and lift one out and pretend like it doesn't have an impact on the rest. And I think that realization, that awareness, that acknowledgement is what is going to really change business in the future. Before I could end my conversation with Manny, I needed to ask him a couple more things. I'm curious In your experience, what do you think is the most misunderstood technology?
0: When I'll say this, you will not believe me, but I will say this. I said this to my daughter and I think I proved it to her. But technology, people think it's complicated and complex. It's not. It's not. It's logic. Once you jump into it, it's not rocket science. When you're a kid and you bring somebody and you say, hey, start typing on a keyboard. It looks impossible on how you're going to orchestrate all your fingers. And three days into it, you're not even looking at the keyboard. You just form that habit. A lot of folks are afraid on technology is complicated, it's painful. And I will also say this. I think it's fun. I think it's a blast when you get into it it absorbs you into it. So one of the big misconceptions is technology is complicated, it doesn't work, and you need a lot of hours and college education, and no. (laughs) I think in a couple of weeks, you can do something. You can write your app, and you can write your logic, and you can do things. And those things are available now.
1: Yeah, I think, Manny, to your point, if you learn about the technology, then you don't go in with that misunderstanding. Yeah. Well, then what would you say it means to be a Restless One? We call this The Restless Ones, and we kind of have our own definition in mind when we say that. But when you were invited to be a guest on The Restless Ones, what does Restless One mean to you?
0: Curiosity, and then, you know, always challenging the status quo. This is how it was done. This is how it was successful. But look at new ways to continuously solve for it. We've witnessed, Jonathan, in our lifetimes, Uberization of everything. It just was not the replacing the taxi and stuff and bringing that, but Uberization is happening in every single thing. We talk about Bitcoin. It was one application of blockchain in that domain, but we are seeing a lot more examples of that. AIML is the same way. We are applying that sort of technique in Every single domain now on how we do things, you know, you you go buy a coffee mug and they say, hey, it's got AIML to keep your coffee hot or whatever, right? So I think the patterns evolved in one certain domain are now becoming available and trying to solve problems in other domains. And I think that's really, really powerful, saying how you apply these patterns versus one particular application into several other domains.
1: Yeah, I... I- I like that answer a lot. I feel like the idea of just because it's been done this way doesn't mean there's not a better way. I feel like that really does get right to the heart of what it means to be a restless one, not being content to just do things because that's how they've always been done. Incredible. Manny, it has been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for joining the show.
0: Hey, thank you so much for having me. And likewise, I enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks
1: Thanks again to Manny Suri of Ulta Beauty for joining the show. While many of my guests work in industries where disruptive change may go largely unnoticed by the general public, the retail space is different. Retail companies have been striving to create customized, personalized experiences for decades, and technology has played a critical part in making that possible. Today, with the combination of connectivity and data management, retail organizations can cater experiences to a degree that simply wasn't scalable in the past. Perhaps if you ran a shop in a small community where over time you got to know everyone there and what they liked, you could provide that level of service to all your customers. However, with 5G, it's possible to bring that level of service even to large stores in huge cities. App developers can create an entirely new way to shop and interact with a retailer, and businesses are able to get deeper insights into their customers and use those to guide strategies on a granular level. And the ability to leverage that technology to drive efficiency behind the scenes is a game changer as well. Thank you, Manny Suri, for sharing your experience and your perspectives on this show. Be sure to join me for future episodes of The Restless Ones, where we'll talk with more pioneers in tech and leadership. I'll see you then.
2: T-Mobile for Business knows companies want more than a one-size-fits-all approach to support. I want the world. So we provide 360 support customized to your business from discovery through post-deployment. You'll get a dedicated account team and expertise from solutions engineers and industry advisors already right now. I want it now. 360 support that's customized for your success. That's unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business.